John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show! Here's John. And here's Sam. And he... (laughs) This is John (laughs) and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. (laughs) A bit rusty. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit rusty. It's my my fault. Yeah, well, we couldn't record last weekend because I was away with my wife on a romantic weekend. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's, le- it's left me all out of uh, out of kilter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you have a nice weekend? Yeah, it's great. We stayed at a nice hotel with like a pool and a spa, and the, my mum and dad looked after the kids, so it's very relaxing. Yeah, I quite have. I've decided I quite like going into jacuzzis and just listening to other people talk about how horrible their lives are. <laughs> <laughs> or just, well, not, well, what happens generally is you end up with like either husbands and wives sat there talking about like how something's wrong with one of the kids or <laughs> groups of women sat there kind of talking about um, either one of their other friends who couldn't make it because she's a cow or one of the husbands who's just done something really horrible. <laughs> yeah, so, you don't want to be the person missing out on the trip because then you are the, the gossip. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I spent most of me and my wife, because my wife uh, loves a good gossip, so she uh, she claimed she was used it as English practice. And, um, oh, yeah, every of now, course. And every, well, it was good for me because every now and again I had to translate into Japanese what they were saying. And so these people were in mid-conversation. Every now and again, they'd kind of stop and look at me and her talking in Japanese, thinking, are they talking about us? <laughs> <laughs> so how about for you? How's things? Uh, well, last weekend, I uh, I had a romantic getaway uh, with my wife, too. We stayed the night at her parents' house. So <laughs> <laughs> Lots of shagging. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. With the uh, paper thin Japanese walls, it makes it even more <laughs> difficult than uh, it would anyway. But uh, yeah, we had a nice time. Her family are really nice. Uh, they always fill me with booze and uh, food. Um, but I had one sort of slightly awkward moment. You know, um, so I'm not like on the Atkins diet or anything like that, but I try and limit my amount of bread or rice I eat because I have a tendency to get very fat very quickly (laughs) (laughs) and uh, so uh, on the breakfast on the Sunday morning for breakfast my my mother-in-law said oh you know I've made you some eggs and she put them on the table I was oh lovely perfect that's perfect for me I'll have that for breakfast and she said oh you know what won't you have some won't you have some rice with it I said oh no no you're fine I don't want any rice thanks she said okay well won't you have some bread with it I said well no I'm no, I'm fine for bread. I'll just have the eggs, thanks. She said, well, why don't you have some toast with it? I'm like, toast and bread is the same. <laughs> no, I don't want any toast. And then she said, oh, okay, can, can, I not, can I not make you a salad? And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah I'll have a salad. I'll have a salad. <laughs> and like five, five minutes later, she brings over the biggest pile of potato salad you've ever seen. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought you were going to say she brought croutons. <laughs> Just emptied a bag of croutons on top. <laughs> Onto the top, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she she passed me the potato salad like with the look of you're having carbohydrates whether you like it or not. <laughs> it's because she cares. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know. I mean, she was probably thinking, I don't know why he's so worried about having carbs in the morning after he had six or seven beers last night. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> <We're> a complicated man. <laughs> so, what's on today's show? Oh, well, we have a packed show as ever. We have an interview with Michelle Malinzak, a Japanese comedian who's a long-term resident in America. Uh, we caught up with her last year. Also, we have some musical comedy from Barnaby Griffin. Uh, he's a British comedian. He's uh, extremely funny, so you definitely should stick around for that. Um, but of course, first, this. This is JNSNJ News. Time for the news. John, what have you got for me? Uh, well, this is from the Daily Star, uh, the 7th of February, and the headline is Pensioner Forced into Travel Lodge After Being Haunted by Evil Ghost Who Flushes the Loo. Uh, for, <laughs> for our non-British non uh, listeners, a travel lodge is basically like a, a, a motel in America, sort of place where you would find a psycho dressed as his <laughs> mum, ready to kill. <laughs> Norman! So it says, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it says, uh, Emily Sparks, 83, claims a spirit called Joyce, who died in her one-bedroom sheltered flat before she moved in seven years ago, is hounding her. The spooked pensioner claims the ghost repeatedly flushes the loo in her home, steals her personal possessions, and pulls her hair while she's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> pulls her hair! <laughs> uh, it doesn't actually say what personal possessions she's been nicking. Uh, maybe it's a hairbrush. I don't know. <laughs> if you're a ghost and you steal something, where do you put it? It's not like you're walking <laughs> around with pockets or something. <laughs> no. He says she was so scared by the ghostly encounters that she's been forced to spend two nights this week at a nearby travel lodge to escape. But to her <laughs> horror, the mother of four claims the ghost has followed her to the hotel. <laughs> And oh dear, I'm not sure we should be laughing at the uh, the <laughs> mentally unstable. No, well, she says, uh, the ghost, she's talking about the ghost, she says, she followed me to the travel lodge. I spent nearly £100 for those two nights to get away from her, but she's attracted to my energy. She's leeching <laughs> off me. She flushes the toilet in my bathroom, that's her party piece, but she couldn't do that in the travel lodge because she couldn't work it. <laughs> <laughs> So the toilet and the travel are just too complicated. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't say, I'm glad it doesn't say, and so the ghost pissed the bed, because, I mean, that would be... Uh... <laughs> well, we think it would be pointing at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. She, says, I'm, she says, I'm not afraid, though. My friend keeps telling me to move away because of my health, but I won't move. I'm going to stay because if anyone is going to deal with this, I'm the one to do it. Joyce, this is the ghost, is described as being about five foot three inches tall and wearing a mustard coloured cardigan and tweed skirt. Emily, who claims to be a psychic, moved into the flat in Essex <laughs> in 2011, but the ghost started haunting her two years later. She later found out that Joyce had died in her flat just two years before she moved in. Now the spirit is always around her and she won't stop tormenting her. If you had to, I don't know. If you had to guess how um, 
how the psychic Emily has been protecting herself from the ghost. What do you think she's been doing? <laughs> um, the you mean like uh, at night time when when she's sleeping? So well, the, the, this is a uh, the the ghost is a habitual toilet flusher. So has she been putting like a brick on the toilet? seat or something like that i don't know <laughs> no it says uh she uh she goes to bed wearing a hat <laughs> oh to, to stop the hair pulling <laughs> yeah. i mean to be fair looking at the picture of uh, emily i don't know why she just didn't take a wig off <laughs> <laughs> um well, maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe she falls asleep with a wig on and then a wig kind of comes off and then she thinks the ghost has pulled her hair off. <laughs> pulled it off, forgotten she's <laughs> wearing a wig. <laughs> yeah. Wonder what kind of hat she's wearing. Tim Foyle one. Um, so he says, yeah, yeah. she's had. Uh, I had a priest come to my house and bless me with holy water and bless my home, but it didn't work. I've tried to get someone to come in and do an exorcism. I hope I can get someone to help. <laughs> oh, well, I hope she gets um, herself sorted out because even if you're mad, there's nothing worse than being woken up in the middle of the night. Well, yeah, I imagine being haunted is quite a traumatic thing if you're a 83-year-old woman. Big time. Have I ever told you about my uh, midnight toilet flushing situation? <laughs> no. So, when... When I first started living with my wife before she was my wife, the toilet was very near the bedroom. So <laughs> yeah, I went for a wee in the middle of the night and I didn't flush the toilet. It was only a wee, so I didn't flush the toilet because I didn't want to wake her up. And the next morning I woke up and she said, did you do a pee in the toilet and didn't flush it? I said, yes, darling, I didn't flush it because I didn't want to wake you up. And she was like, I don't care about being woken up. Flush the toilet every single time you use it. <laughs> so she cares about the environment then? Yeah, oh God almighty. <laughs> As a Japanese woman, she couldn't wrap more things in plastic if she tried. But a ghost who flushes the toilet, uh, that's pretty unique. He must have been a uh, poo guy. <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> poo guy. Well, I was thinking, you know, uh, she, Emily could get in a team of uh, ghost investigators to investigate the ghost that's flushing the toilet. It could be headed by Scooby-Loo. <laughs> that was JNSNG News. Time for an interview. Uh, this episode's guest is Michelle Malinzak. Uh, she's a Japanese comedian who's been living in America for a long time. Uh, John and I interviewed her quite a long time ago. It was last year in the summer. Um, and it was after England had been playing football. And John and I watched it in a bar until quite late at night. So if you can notice a certain husky tone to our voices, that's because we're both feeling slightly rough. Uh, but it's a really interesting interview. I think you're going to enjoy it. How do you pronounce your last name? Malizaki. Malizaki, yeah. Okay. Well, actually, it's Malinzak. Malinzak. Yeah, but it's not... I go to auditions, and then, like, if I say... Mesh, I never like my first name. That's, like, that's my bit. Okay. Um, because I went to America to visit... When I was like 15, and some guy called me 
he suckle my dick. <gasps> oh right. <laughs> yeah, I had a perfect comeback for that. My first English pun. What was it? Jimmy. His name was Jimmy. Yeah. I said Jimmy handlicks my cunt. <gasps> Are we recording now? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> That's my 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 first oyaji gagu. Right, that's a good one. Oyaji gag is uh, old man joke. Old yeah, man joke. Daddy joke. <laughs> that's good. So, well, thanks for coming today. Oh, thank you so yeah. much for having me. Yeah, no, no, it's great. Um, you, you've just you're over here in Japan from America. Yeah. So, how long have you been over there? I've been living there for 30 years. Oh, wow, 30 years. I know, I know. I, I thought like I would be speaking English perfectly by now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not happening. I don't know what it is. Well, your English is pretty good. No, no, no. It's better than John's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially but after like, last night. <laughs> oh, I take a lot of, um, I've taken a lot of pronunciation classes. Okay. And right. every time I take one, I get new accent. Right. I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's, America has a broad range of accents, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, but... Hey, I want my so why money did you back. originally go to America? What oh, was the to get away from my parents. <laughs> <laughs> they won't be listening to the podcast. No, then. no, no. <laughs> and so, and you've been working out there, or yeah, I used to do TV production for Japanese TV, right. and um, I guess one of my highlights was to um, follow Matsui, the baseball. Player. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was great. That was like 15 years ago. Right. 15, 20 years ago. And then um, I get to go to the locker room after the game. And I get to see all those players. Right. Like right after the shower. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, uh, <coughs> was he impressive? Well, some guys would, like, some guys would spot me. Yeah. And I used to be like more innocent looking. Okay. <laughs> but now I'm an obachan, so I'm not <laughs> yeah. innocent. Obachan is old yeah, lady, and you're not at all. <laughs> well, not old, excuse me, middle age. <laughs> <laughs> so um, some guys would spot me from like far away, and yeah. he would come to me. I mean, this one guy in particular, he would come walk towards me naked oh wow, wow. just as, as she said naked she did a uh, hand gesture which was <laughs> well impressive. it resembled an elephant <laughs> <laughs> in this day and age with hashtag me too i don't know if you get away well, with i joined the me hashtag me too club yeah. this year for sure and uh, but it's great i didn't have to pay for my membership due because okay. i repay my due <laughs> <laughs> You're married to yeah, an American, American guy. guy, yeah. 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 Uh, what's it like being uh, in an international marriage? I mean, John and I have experience too, but well, how's it for you? It turned out I married to a rocket scientist. A rocket wow. scientist. Yeah, so we don't. My wife says the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so does he? Does do you talk to her? Yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> this morning there was lots of shouting at me. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> John. Well, John last time there was Japan. It's the World Soccer World Cup. Oh, so I watched Eng England. And England. Then after this Japan, it, today uh, today is the morning after England won six one against Panama and Japan, Japan drew two two. Senegal. Was hot. 
Gosh, I can't remember his name though. He was like, "Oh my gosh, he's so hot." Were you watching the football? Yeah, just for a little bit. Yeah, I'm like, "Oh." So I left John in a bar at about eleven o'clock. Oh wow! And I, I got a message from John this morning at about six a.m. Uh, saying he was just on his way home. Oh. So I, yeah. if you so, look at his eyes, they're yes. uh, <laughs> yeah, they're not normally red. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why my wife's angry. Oh. So <laughs> got home at six a.m. Then came out for an interview at ten. Yes. <laughs> 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 he's he's not a rocket scientist. He's a rock star. Rock <laughs> star. Yeah, my husband's a rocket scientist, so we don't talk. Right. He doesn't know how to communicate. Ah, I see. He's he's very scientific. How did you meet? At Starbucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just like us. Just like yeah, us. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. He has to have like a pie chart to understand what's going on. Right. <laughs> I, I don't do pie charts. I see. <laughs> Sam does pies, don't you? I love a lot. I love a pie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and do you, when you're talking, does your husband speak Japanese? No, he only know uh, how to say after meal. He would mm. say Costco salmon. Oh, right. Like gochizo sama. <laughs> right, right, you get Costco salmon to remember. <laughs> but that's about it. So when you're, uh, if you have a heated conversation, oh, we never have heated conversation. No, that's. That's sad, isn't it? That's why I'm doing comedy. Oh, I see. (laughs) (laughs) So, how about the comedy? How's that going in America? Oh, it's doing. I'm doing. I think I'm doing great. Yeah. Have a show at Second City that I host. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yay. how did you get into comedy then? Um, well, I had a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you tell? <laughs> no. well, I think John's going through his yeah. as we speak. Oh, <laughs> yeah. When I was, when I turned thirty, I got a, a motorcycle license. Right. And I thought that was my midlife crisis, but it turned out that wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> that was just the beginning. No, it was yeah. just a, I don't know something <laughs> a that blip. happened, like a little fever. So when you say midlife crisis, go on. T- tell us the story about how you got into the comedy. Then. Well, I was sad, 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 and then I saw an ad for a um, improv class. Okay. Locally, so I took a class, and then my teacher went to Second City. So he recommended to go see shows over there. So I went to see a show, and it was for people between two to two hundred. Wow! So it was like suitable for yeah. anybody. Yeah. And it was not offensive, right. and it was so funny. I'm like, wow, you could do comedy without being offensive. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, uh, I, I can. <laughs> no, John, John can. I can. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I try. Yeah. <laughs> so I signed up. Yeah. And have you done improv as well as stand-up then? Yeah, well, I was doing improv. Um, I, so I went through the school system at Second City, and I graduated. I got a... Um, so Second City is supposed to be the Harvard of comedy. Yeah, oh, really? I graduated. Well, Mike Stafford talked about it. You know, Second City is the most famous improv comedy group in the world, I guess. Oh, right. Yeah. So you, so you so graduated, graduated from there? Yeah, from there. And then I also went to a school called UCB, mm-hmm. which is founded by Amy Porter and her friends. Right. And um, so I was doing improv with many teams, but you have to have a team to right. do improv. And yeah. I was the booker for all the shows. And I was booking many shows. But after a while, people... 
don't show up. Yeah, <laughs> the organization yeah. becomes difficult. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, but if you do stand up, you're by yourself. Yeah. You don't have you're not relying to on other on people. Anybody. So I'm like, okay, I'll do stand up. At these improv schools, what yeah. kind of things do they teach you? Um, so just, oh, but the basic of improv is yes ending. Right. And that was the greatest lesson I learned from the improv school because till then I was always yes but everything. So I had many opportunities, but I was always yes but in. Right. So like I, I wasn't accomplishing anything because I was always not doing it. Right. But so now, it's just saying yes. Yeah, yes. And I'll do this. Ah, uh, right. yes and. and yeah. Mm, that's interesting. For me, it's the the musical side of improv that just scares me yeah you know, you love it. like just all of a sudden just somebody starts singing oh like, I, I do hate I, singing I love musical improv <laughs> right. I do he just, he's me a too. massive yeah. fan yeah. I mean I've never done it and I'm probably uh, number one I'm not a good singer <laughs> number two but I heard your singing isn't that you yeah. singing and playing guitar maybe uh, yeah, yeah yeah that's me no it's not no that's uh, well on some of the the jingles we have, uh, a guy called Ruben VM, uh-huh. uh, he does a lot of them for us. So he oh, does the okay. opening theme tune. And but it is you singing. Oh, yeah, no, that is me singing, actually. Yeah, <laughs> no, I forgot. Yeah, no, that is me singing. Culture Corner is you singing. Culture Corner is me singing. Oh, and the um, yeah, the opening jingle is me singing, too. Oh, yeah, I do Basically, sing. The so you do thing, sing. Yeah, he, yeah, I do. The entire podcast is Sam singing. Yeah, that's why I decided <laughs> I wanted to do this. But it's Ruben VM who's doing the music. I've got nothing to do with the music. Oh, okay, um, yeah. So I did, last year I did musical review yeah. at the Second City, and it was uh, called, gosh, what is it? Everybody Dies at the End. And right. then um, I think there are eight of seven of us, and each of us there are like sixteen songs, and um, each of us get to sing a um, solo song. And I everybody else had somebody else write the song. I wrote my own song. Wow. Um, called it's not like when your mom was your age. Okay. It's about the menopause song. <laughs> can you sing it to us now, <laughs> or a little? Can you give us a little bit? A little bit. Oh my gosh, I. Okay, take your time. Take oh, your no, time. I have a karaoke. Oh, good, my yeah, phone, yeah. I think, but I'm not sure. Um, but well, it's if you've got the, it, I can yeah, I can I play know. it into the I don't microphone. Know. I'm, see- I'm gonna look. It, take your time. I can yeah, edit maybe, this later. Yeah, maybe I have it on my iPad. Uh, I was thinking when you were saying about the yes and, and uh-huh. it's a bit like John last night when someone asked yeah. him if he wanted a drink. One more drink, yes. one more and drink, John. More. Yeah, a beer. And <laughs> Everybody dies at the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have that song. I've heard people say 50 is new, sir, D-E. You are... 48, that makes you only 28. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Oh gosh, I can't <laughs> It's not like when your mom was your age. Packing collagen's a must-do. Weekly Botox erases wrinkles on your face. Hot flashes, look it up on Yahoo. <laughs> it's not 
like when your mom was your age. <laughs> when you sweat a lot for no reason at all. Who cares? Mike? Guys love girls so natural. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never listen to enemies who want you to call Paul. Not only funny, a good voice too. Yeah. Ah. We should get you on a jingle. <laughs> so you're doing the improv for a long time and then these days do you do lots of improv too or is it just stand-up a little bit improv but mostly stand-up yeah and how do you find doing stand-up in america um i'm i don't know i i i think i have different pov than everybody else because i'm not a american Mm -hmm. and um a lot of people think oh and then with my look People think I'm surprisingly funny. Okay. <laughs> so they, they, like, you, you think bit, people look at you and think yeah, like you're people not. Think I'm, people think, oh, that middle-aged Asian woman. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I would do my bit. And then, um, usually afterwards, people would say, oh, my gosh, Michelle, you are surprisingly, surprisingly, surprisingly funny. I'm like, what do you mean surprisingly <laughs> Oh, I wish people said that to me. Yeah. Maybe you look too funny. You know, you, you have to funny. start with. <laughs> people say to John, you're surprisingly morbid. Yeah. <laughs> surprisingly me, drunk. Yeah. You have that look, like funny look. You look like a weird penis-shaped person. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if he looks, like, hilariously funny. Oh, today I feel... No, I mean, he doesn't look... Right? No. Okay. Yeah, very serious. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't look very serious. No, that's true. That is true. Um, but you'd be surprised about what I talk about. All the all the serious stuff. Yeah, 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 he, he does. does. Yeah, yeah, he's very... What do you talk about? Death. Death? Marriage. <laughs> all, the, all, the, all the kids. All the serious oh gosh, stuff. kids. Oh yeah, my you, God. Da- you dabble in a bit of politics. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, Michelle, what do you... What, what, what's your area of comedy? Where do you make your jokes? I um, like my everyday life, yeah. my morbid <laughs> life of being a housewife. So, does your husband? Uh, he doesn't come. To he doesn't come shows, to your show. So say anything, right? If he did come, would he be upset? If he comes, then I have nothing to talk about. <laughs> my wife stopped coming about five years ago to watch me, so she's not seen me in five years, and she still just assumes that I'm rubbish (laughs) (laughs) the last time she came to watch me she walked into the bar and I was talking about her and the entire audience turned around and looked at her and I went oh there she is and then they all laughed and she didn't really understand what I was talking about and she (laughs) just sat there and afterwards she was like yeah just you kept saying my wife (laughs) (laughs) she understood that part (laughs) she understood that part Thank you to Michelle Malinzak for meeting us there. I think both me and Sam would agree that she held it all together because I think we were both <laughs> feeling quite like crying for most of that. <laughs> and, uh, all right, and now a word from this episode's sponsor. Hi. 
My name is Dr. Hattori of Hattori Medical Clinic in Shimokitazawa. We are a fully licensed clinic, and all our doctors and nurses are fluent in English. If you have time off work, many bosses demand to see proof of illness, or they will take money from the foreigner's salary. At Hattori Medical Clinic, we are here to help. Whether you have a sore throat from drinking in a smoky bar in Roppongi until 4am, or you have an upset stomach from the 10 pints of Guinness and the kebab you had on the night in Shibuya, we can ensure you receive the right medical treatment and most importantly, the right medical note to show your boss. At Hattori Medical Clinic, your secret is safe with us. Yo, Johnny McBee and Samuel T, two prints took a shit over a cup of tea. Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please. But there's something else cooking in the kitchen. Could someone answer the burning question? Time for the burning question. Last episode's question was, uh, oh, wasn't yeah, it was a question. It was, <laughs> what's your sad John list? Because John, you came up with. Uh, three or four things that you are going to or not going to do this year. Can you just remind the listeners what they were? Um, <laughs> this shows how successful we'd be. <laughs> I think it was oh, not drinking, not drink on consecutive days, uh, not take my phone into my toilet. What's the other uh, one? Don't uh, use your phone when you're watching the TV or the movies. Oh, don't use my phone. when. Yeah, that's true. And have more sex. Now, yeah. I'd say out of those four... I'm probably doing, I'm 50-50 and I'm going to leave that up to you to, uh, <laughs> well, to we, work out. <laughs> we know that you haven't been drinking, you, you haven't stopped drinking on consecutive days because you said that already. <laughs> and I also know that you're really quite keen on your phone. So I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> well, no, the phone thing's actually true. I've, I've managed to keep, keep to that. All right. Well, um, good on you. <laughs> and um, I did say that I'd been away for a romantic weekend. Yeah, so I, I assumed so, that you just used that time to sleep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and listen to people talking in the jacuzzi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After all that listening, I need a good lie down. <laughs> um, so did we have? Did anybody get in touch? Yeah, yeah, we got an email from Anthony. Uh, his was is kind of a little bit uh, creepy. He just said. Um, I'm going to try not to forget to feed my cat. <laughs> that is <laughs> quite worrying. We kind of like insinuates that uh, sometimes he does forget to feed his cat. <laughs> what I about you? you? Kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think kids can fend for themselves. They can operate a can opener. So. Well, depends how old they are. <laughs> they can last for three days, can't they? Well, that's true. Um, uh, we had a... a tweet from tom who just said i'm not going to pee before i get into the shower oh. and his rationale is that to, to save the planet he's not going to use a toilet before he goes in the shower he's going to pee in the shower which disgusting but good i mean yeah. missus would love that oh my god <laughs> saving the planet don't what? need to flush the toilet what did you Tell say it's a win-win situation <laughs> what did you say his name was Tom, if my if my wife ever hears this podcast, she'd be deeply concerned that Tom is an alias for Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, would you say you pee in the shower frequently, rarely, or never? 
Well, well, no. Weirdly enough, I have uh, from about a year ago. I've decided to do what actually Tom is talking about doing to save the planet. I pee in the shower. Oh, do you? Do you? Yeah. And I also this sounds very weird, probably for people who hate the planet and want us all to die <laughs> in a <laughs> climate change apocalypse. But I try not. I try not to use shampoo and shower gel every single time. Right. Well, shampoo. I mean, you're bald. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not a hairy body. So depending on what day of the week it could come, my shower's either going to smell of you know roses or urine. I, of course, uh, would love to admit to peeing in the shower, but on the off chance that my wife listens to this podcast, <laughs> n- <laughs> never. <laughs> How about for you then? Um, After I told you about my, did you decide there's anything that you're going to stop doing? Uh, yeah, I guess one that it wasn't something that I'd done sort of as a conscious thing that I would do this year, but something I have been trying to do more recently is not to shout at my son in the morning. So what I'm trying to do is <laughs> just try to give... I t- Fuck off, that is sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what was going on with uh, Joyce and Ethel or whatever her name was. Maybe she <laughs> yeah. has a kid in the house. <laughs> um, the, uh, no, so in the morning, I, I take him to school every day, um, and of course he drags his heels. He's <laughs> six years old; he doesn't know what else to do. But I, you know, sometimes you hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, and kind of pestering him. I feel like, maybe not getting angry, but I'm pestering him to get dressed. So what I've started doing now is just setting a deadline, like a time limit. And it's like, right, when that big hand gets to 10, we are out of here. doesn't matter if you're in your <laughs> pants. doesn't matter if you're stood there wearing the Spider-Man outfit. You're going however you are at 10 too. And uh, on the one, of the one occasion, he hadn't got his shoes and socks on in time. So we went into the car with no shoes and socks. Um, and I think that kind of gave... Did he cry? Um, uh, he was not happy about it. He didn't cry, but he certainly was in a bit of a sulk. I mean, I took <laughs> I took the shoes and socks secretly with me um, yeah, yeah. and put them on when we got to the school. But that gave him just that little push that ever since then, yeah, I mean, it's not been perfect sailing, but it has worked, yeah, uh, yeah reasonably well. He should have just called your bluff and just stood there with no pants on. Go on, take me outside, naked. <laughs> let's, see what, let's see what you've got to say to social services about that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And this black eye I've just given myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's international. All right, and now it's time for some musical comedy. This episode, we feature Barnaby Griffin and his song, Guns, Guns, Guns. You're going to enjoy this. There's no disputing that mass shootings need immediate solutions. So I've a notion I'm hoping to share. As we observe our sons and daughters being mercilessly slaughtered, I'm sure we need much more than thoughts and prayers. If we don't like to see our children being violently killed, then it is true that we must do what's for the best. 
To stop further disasters I've got a certain answer So listen for this is what I suggest We need more guns, guns, guns To stop the guns, guns, guns Then one day guns, guns, guns Will all be gone a war on guns, guns, guns will soon be won, won, won By giving guns, guns, guns to everyone Well a semi-automatic is a cause for panic But they're never gonna ban it Cause it's clearly kind of phallic It makes certain men feel as strong as an ox Specifically men without long cocks Don't be fools, change the rules Let our sons and daughters take guns to school In each lesson bring a Smith and Wesson To avoid a bloodbath when they're learning math We need more guns, guns, guns To stop the guns, guns, guns Then one day guns, guns, guns Will all be gone A war on guns, guns, guns Will soon be won, won, won By giving guns, guns, guns To everyone By giving guns, guns, guns To everyone N-R-A-A-R-E-I-N-S Barnaby Griffin there, great stuff, really love that song. Uh, if you want to find out more about his stuff, you can search him on YouTube, uh, he's got a, quite a few songs on there, uh, or of course you can go to our website, johnandsaminjapan.com. So that just leaves me to say thanks to everyone who's involved in today's show. Uh, and of course, special thanks to Michelle Malinzak uh, for taking the time to uh, sit down and talk to us last year. Oh, and also thanks for the uh, involvement of Rio Wakabayashi. All right. And for next episode, the burning question is because it's recently been Valentine's Day. What's the most unromantic situation you've ever found yourself in? <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> So, anything else? No, I think that's all. All right. Catch you later. later. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. If you liked it, write a review. Five stars or F you. And if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy. Not a tape, just an MP3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favorite bit. But we don't want your dick pics. 
it is time to go That's the end of the show Tell your friends and your family Or even the people you're married You should join in Answer the burning question Send a new story Preferably something we can find about we're on the social media sites, Facebook and Twitter, day and night. It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com. And if you do this, then maybe, just maybe, Sam will put his clothes back on. John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast.